Hey there. Welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston divorce and family law attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hey guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 26 of Lego Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a family law and divorce attorney here in the Houston and surrounding areas. And today's um, episode is very special because it is our final episode of season two. We have really um, came a long way since season one. Um, I have created many more um, episodes this season. I'm very proud of the content that I have created. I'm very thankful to each and every one of you for being part of this journey and season two. I'm excited for the things that season three will bring about, but um, we are quickly approaching the holiday season. It gets busy for me. I'm sure it gets just as busy for you guys. And so we are doing our final, final wrap of season two today, but I will be Coming back for season three sometime next year, um, 2023, I have some exciting, exciting things to share with you guys at the beginning um, of next year um, that I can't quite share with you right now, but um, will make a lot of sense if you follow me on social media and if you've been, you know, a part of a part of my um, social media family, as I call it, um, over the last few months, a lot of things will start making sense. So please make sure you tune in for season three. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. As always, I'm going to depend on you guys um, to give me ideas. So please feel free to reach out to me on social media. Um, DM me, email me. Let me know if you have some creative topics or things you want me to chat about. But I have really enjoyed this season so far. So without further ado, Let's go ahead and jump into today, to today's topic. Today's topic is going to be about cohabitation and agreements and cohabitating um, with a significant other. I thought it was appropriate <laughs> to end on this topic as we are going into um, the holiday season and family members may ask questions at the dinner table of Thanksgiving or if you celebrate Christmas, Christmas or Hanukkah, you know, all those things that come around um, the last few months of the year. And so I said, great, let's end the season and talk about cohabitation agreements. It's something that a lot of people in the family law world don't talk about that I think um, we should give a little bit more of a focus to so that people make wise decisions <laughs> as they're navigating their relationships. So if you haven't already, grab your sheet of paper and something to write with, and we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So I talked about earlier this year, you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and I think I even mentioned it a little last year about the importance of cohabitation agreements and why, right, um, you should be considering them, why they should be part of your conversation with your significant other, especially if you do not have the intent to marry, because in Texas, we are a common law state. What that means is that at any point, if you meet the criteria um, underneath the Texas Family Code of establishing a common law marriage, then you can be subject of a common law marriage and possibly have to go through a divorce. And so cohabitation agreements allow for you to establish that there is not a common law marriage, that one does not exist, 
and prevents that from happening and prevents you from having to worry about marital um, property claims, um, community property claims. And instead, what is yours would remain yours and what is theirs will remain theirs. So that's what we're going to start off by talking about. Um, You may be asking yourself, well, how do I make sure of that? Um, one, just having the cohabitation agreement. And usually in the ones that we have drafted for clients, uh, we actually include a clause in there that says that by you know executing this document, the parties both agree that there is no common law marriage, one does not exist, um, and that if there were to be a marriage, it would have to be through a formal ceremony or filing of a declaration of an informal marriage. And so we make that pretty cl- plain and clear um, so that that is understood. Now, Outside of that, some of the other benefits of having a, com- a cohabitation agreement um, is that it allows for you to set boundaries about your particular property. Um, so what I mean by that is, let's say that your significant other is moving into your home and you want to, one, make sure that there's not a common law marriage claim, but you also want to make sure that you don't have a situation with squatting, right? Um And what I mean by that is that you can't kick them out because um, they have changed their, you know, driver's license, it's their residence, you call the police, they say there's nothing we can do, yada, 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 right? You don't want to be in that situation when the relationship has ended. You want to be able to have a clear set um, guide as to when they need to be out, how many days, under what terms, when their property needs to be removed, all that good stuff so that you have some type of legal remedy. And so we do include, or we have included in our cohabitation agreements, what we call um, kickout provisions or kickout, you know, sections. So it's clear how many days, what needs to be removed, what can be removed, what can't be removed. So they're not taking your particular property. And this is very important, especially because if you have ever been in that situation, if you call law enforcement, they're going to tell you, well, if this is a residence, we can't really do anything about it. And so you would have to rely on some type of other legal remedy outside of that. And so having this in there will allow for you to enforce that legal remedy if you need to do that. The other thing it does is, is it makes sure um, outside of establishing your property as your separate property and keeping it that way. Um, the same is true for any bank accounts. You don't want a situation where you're commingling funds. And so usually when we draft cohabitation agreements in my office, we have a provision in there that talks about a separate bank account that's going to be established for the purposes of paying the bills. And so, for example, in one case, um, We literally had it where a specific amount each month would be deposited into that account. And that account would be used for the sole purpose, right, of paying the utilities, cable, all that good stuff. And so we also had a provision there about what happened to those funds upon the parties no longer wanting to be together. Um, We said it was split 50-50 and the account is closed within so many days. Again, establishing clear boundaries. and you don't have to worry about a commingling of the fund of your funds, putting your money with their money and bank accounts and things like that. It allows for things to stay separate, um, and it allows for there to be clear division about what is yours versus what is theirs. 
There's a lot of benefits to this, um, especially when it comes to claims for common law. But just in terms of like separating and the emotional aspect, breakups are not easy. And so having a clear definition of what is yours versus theirs is easy whenever you have um, accounts and things like that set up. The other thing it does is it sets out obligations. Um, it sets out clear obligations about what happens when there's children involved. Um, and one of the cohabitation agreements we had, um, both of the parties had children, but we wanted to make it clear that there was no obligation or expectation to provide care or to um, financially support the, you know, the, the other party's child or children upon their separation or even during the relationship, because we wanted to make sure that that expectation and obligation was um, not just clear to one party, but to both. Now, of course, I mean, it wasn't a situation like, well, if I go get food, I'm not going to get food for your kids, right? But we're talking about like an actual like contractual obligation. We didn't want that to be established or assumed. So again, we're putting that in there to make sure everyone is on the same page. <laughs> um, and then lastly, the same is true um, for any type of retirement account um, or any life insurance policies. You want to make sure if you're establishing a cohabitation agreement and you don't want to have a common law marriage claim that you're not putting your significant other on, on health insurance as a spouse, listing them. You're not filing taxes together. You're not listing them as a spouse or a significant um, yeah, as a spouse on retirement or life insurance policies or anything like that, if you are wanting to list them as a beneficiary. So these are just little tips to know about because you never, never know um, when you may be in a situation where someone says, oh, I'm going to go file a common law marriage claim and divorce against the other party. I have actually defended and we've also filed against other um, individuals with those. So they are common. They are used. They can be used. And you don't want to be in a situation like that. They can be very costly and expensive and just emotionally just, you know, draining, really, <laughs> because it's like, I thought we were done. Right. And now I'm switch, 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 switch with you. Wait, 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 what? That's a lot. So with that being said, um, that is all I have for you for this season. And again, I know I already stressed it at the beginning, but thank you guys so, so much for hanging out with me for season two. You really have helped me develop um, um, as a speaker on my podcast this season. Um, I've kind of went outside my comfort zone, tried some new things that I didn't try in season one. I'm excited for season three, and I hope you guys have amazing holiday um, months coming ahead. And until next time, until season three, take care and be safe. Thanks, guys.